right. Now it's on you. All right. What is going on, everyone, on the Three Count Podcast? My name is Smooth Tom Mitchell, and of course, your host, as always, Red Dog. Red Dog, man, what is up, brother? How are you doing today? Yo, I'm going to leave that be a mystery. (laughs) Do you want to get live with me? Do you really want to ride with me? Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you on that mountain called wrestling. And by now, after season four, our 300 and something episode, I would just hope you stay with me. I am your Sherpa. Because like your tribal chief, acknowledge me. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can't do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering. So who's entering today? You see him right there okay you can find this man at voltage you can find him at atcw you can find him at 3lw you can find him at ppwswo and you can find this man at five stars he stays fly he stays cool he is smooth tom mitchell red dog put me over hard there brother appreciate you having me on tonight man excited to be a part of this hell yeah man i'm super excited with this but uh yeah, man. Like, so we met at uh, Voltage Wrestling a few weeks ago, or actually now it's a few months ago. Yeah. Um, but we got to kick it and stuff like that. We were in a tag gauntlet. So for those who don't know, now you know. Uh, and we held it down, man. We we did our thing. But then, you know, like, unfortunately, some 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 dogs and, you know, other dudes decided to ruin our party. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately. But hey, we did have a great run that gauntlet, though. I mean, we knocked off two teams, and we're right there. We're us and the dogs are the last uh, two teams left in it. And fortunately, they're the last team to enter, so they're the freshest team. And yeah, we we had to go through two absolute wars to get (laughs) to the dogs. So yeah, and then not even at that, man. They didn't even win. That look, I got kicked in the dick. It just happened. Like I was like, come on, man. Like why? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Yeah, after all we go through, they still have to kick you in the dick to even have a chance of winning, you know? Like, <laughs> And he grabbed my tights. That's the right. other part. <laughs> yeah, like, man, talk about, like, all the, the dirty tricks that you got, man. Like, the Ric Flair of tag teams right there, man. That's what they do. <laughs> Pretty much. Which is crazy to me because they're so good in the ring. Like, they don't have to resort to it, but they do. You know, that's yeah. just who they are. Sometimes, sometimes you just got to cheat to win. You know, that's like they say in life, though. Like, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, so... Kind of is what it is. Sure. But, yo, for those who don't know who you are, who is Smooth Tom Mitchell? Yeah, so uh, so as you mentioned, my name is Smooth Tom Mitchell. I've been wrestling since May of 2022. Actually, the 14th was my one-year anniversary. But I've been involved in the business since 2018. My career, drew, my career originally started as a backstage announcer. Um, pandemic hit. Uh, that pretty much all stopped. And kind of got the bug to actually see what I could do in the ring. I just recently graduated college around that time as well and was a football player in college and was looking for something athletic to do um, or keep doing and wrestling kind of fell in my lap. And of course, um, already being in the business, already kind of knowing the ins and outs of it, the transition was, I'd say, a little bit easier than it is for a typical person just coming off the streets, watching WWE or AEW or whatever. Um, because I kind of knew what I was getting into for say with the independence, but 
yeah, and uh, actually getting in the ring and being on this side of the curtain is just a whole new world, and I've been enjoying it, uh, having some fan- a lot of fun matches pretty much all around PA, West Virginia. So it's it's been a journey, man. It's one of those things too, like you just mentioned, right? Like your career as a as a worker, right, started in 2022. Mine started actually in 2020. So like right in the pandemic, like I started in January. Who would have guessed that something would have popped off like that? But it happened, and then you know you just run like crazy for the rest of the time, and just kind of like, well, it is what it is. Like you have to wait till May to get back and start training again, and then from there, you know, the rest of it kind of takes off. But it it is it is something to sit back and learn that like. Through those times, because like you, you said you got bit by the bug and you're like, well, maybe I can go do this. And that was kind of the thing that I did with me was like, maybe this is something that I can go do too. And so while the pandemic was going on and we had the whole shutdown, the first thing I did was I go on YouTube and started downloading like how to do videos, right? So like, fortunately for me, I had a cool coach, Joey Munoz, you know, shout out to uh, Santino Brothers out in uh, California. But I was watching all the YouTube videos and trying to learn like how to like do certain moves by just like watching them. And then like when May came around and things opened up, I started doing them like in the ring. So I was like, I had to find a way to utilize my time to like learn how to pick up the things in this business. Yeah, absolutely. I, I finally mentioned Santino Bros because um, every day after training, I'd come home and like like especially like very early on, I was like, all right, like headlock takeover, like arm drag, like very like very early on stuff i'd be like all right well i searched up on youtube was like am i doing this like the right way or like how do these guys who are have been establishment training like long high have uh how do they do it because i really wasn't recording myself or anything training at the time so uh it's funny you mentioned them because yeah i know exactly what what account you're talking about on youtube there yeah it's one of those things too where you're just like you're you're just trying to figure things out right so you know you're going into character work you're trying to learn about ring psychology you're trying to figure out how to do like how to do your promo photos, this is the right thing to do. Like you're like testing new things out all the time. But then like to really kind of confirm like how you're doing those things, like you kind of like grade yourself like with like other superstars who may be doing like the similar path that you were doing. And I think when I, for me, what really helped out was like watching like a lot of videos from like Just Incredible and Al Snow and all those guys and like learning about their character side, learning about what they're doing, learning about the ring psychology, learning about footwork, right? Cause like all that is majorly important. And I wish there is one thing that I wish I would have learned, right? Um, it was this uh, fun drill that I learned from uh, Ruckus, right? It was a square drill, right? So pretty much you just taped off the square and you did all your wrestling inside the square. And I really wish I would have known that back in like 2012 because I, I know that my wife would have been mad at me, but I would have done that. I would have legitimately taped down, take some duct tape, put it down in my, uh, in my, on my carpet and just like work wrestling moves in it. So I can learn how to work inside the square instead of like, you know, getting happy feet and moving around. So I feel like that's something that people don't talk about enough is that I all I'm I'm always talking to people at the uh, Riot City's compound like, hey, stop dancing around. This quit your happy feet. There's no reason to be moving left or right. Yo, just take your time. Be easy, right? You'll learn. And it regardless, it happens. And I always the first question I ask every single person when they when I start seeing them, like. What are, you, what are you nervous about? No, no answer. I'm not nervous. I was like, bro, you are scared like shit. So what is it? <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, happy feet, honestly, it was like one of those things that I had a kick. And I mean, I'm still not perfect with my, my footwork by any means. Uh, I'm constantly just trying to improve. But yeah, happy feet was definitely like one of the biggest criticisms uh, my coaches had for me when I was just first starting out. Um, just 
But yeah, that square drill, I think that would have helped me immensely. And um, I've heard about people doing it. I've never actually seen it done, but yeah, I've, that's something I, I should probably start incorporating in my training because it does make a lot of sense, you know, wanting to have all the attention right there in the middle of the ring where everybody can see you. And like you said, just not dancing around, man. It's, it's one of those things that maybe the fans won't catch right away, but like if you're working someone and they're just all over places, like, like you said, like, what are you nervous about? Like, why, why are you dancing? Like, it's just, just slow down, take your time. And it, and it, yeah, and another part though is that it really always throws off your rhythm. So like, if there's like, if you're if you're into like, if you're working with another person and you're like bouncing all over the place and you're just like hopping back and forth and they're trying to work like, I don't know, something simple like a hammer lock, you might accidentally like bop them in the face while they're like looking down, and yeah. now you're both you're rubbing the back of your head, his nose is all busted open, or maybe his mouth is hurt, right? And you guys are just, you, you're three, maybe two minutes into a match, right? And you're like, well, one of us is, but now we got to take it home because there's a no blood rule here. So yeah. like, <laughs> so you're just kind of like in trouble. And it's like, man, like you got to, it, it's one of those things where I keep telling myself, like, you got to slow down, you got to relax, right? And even just like a couple weeks ago, right? Well, actually, this this episode would be out long after <laughs> uh, I was in a battle royale, and there was this dude. He's a big dude, right? Chopped uh, me twice in a battle royale, but he did it so fast that the fans didn't even get a chance to register. Like, what happened? Like, he just like hit me, and then he was like, "Shh, bow," did it again. I was like. Oh, and so like I grabbed him, I put him back in the buckle, and I started like attacking his leg, trying to work some psychology into it. And then like I chopped him, boom, and I stand there and I stared at him. And I look at the crowd, I was like, one more time. And then the crowd like echoes it back, and I just wait. And yeah. the funny thing about it was he still had his hands on the rope. Like at any time, like he could have like you know like pushed me back or something. No, he just left his hands up there. So now I was like, all right, cool, we do it again. Yeah. <laughs> and came back down. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, you learn those things. Go ahead. It ah man, just stuff like that, like keeping hands on the ropes. Like I think sometimes uh, guys just forget. Like at the end of the day, like it's supposed to be a match. Like you're supposed to be trying to win is the objective, and it's like. The guy just smacked me across the chest like that. Like, I'm at least, like, covering up. Like, don't do that again. If he's going to throw my hands back, if anything. Like, yeah, just stay in there like that. Like, all right, keep it coming. Like, I don't know. That's, like, one of those things. Like, well, why, why is he doing that? Like, if you're a casual fan who's never been to a show before and you're, like, I don't know, your kids are, like, one saw wrestling on TV, they come to an independent show and they see a guy who's just standing with his hands on ropes like that. Man, it's just little, little things like that. But it comes with time. But it is funny though, because like, yeah, and it really, it really does come with time. And then like, you you start to do other things to like incorporate things to make them like make the bigger picture make sense, right? Uh, so I I run with this group, uh, Ignite Dogs, um, and myself and Noah, we're in a battle royale together, right? At this in the same battle royale, and as he's getting like super kicked off the top, like out of the ring, right? He's on the outside, he gets super kicked, he's about to fall, and I you see me jump after him and grab his hand and try to stop him from falling and then his feet touch. Mm -hmm. But it's like those little things like matter because when you think about those things, like, oh yeah, that's right. They're a team. Like mm -hmm. he's trying to save him, even though like he was just a little late to it. Like it's, it's always to me, it's just funny, like how storytelling works and how like you can, you can make like the little things make just as important as the big things because then the guy who's 
kicked my my part my friend and my partner out like i ended up throwing that guy out later in the match because it has to matter like it has there has to be a payoff or a come up on something right exactly and like you gotta give the fans reason to care throughout like they're not like you can't come with the expectation that they're going to care about everything you do is like oh, now I get, like, why he got mad when after that, guys, because he took his partner out. Like, he tried saving his partner, but it was just a second too late. And so the fans can get behind you for stuff like that. That, like, yeah, like you said, it's, it's the little things. Um, My coach, my college football coach always told me, is like, the little things end up being the big things. Whereas, like, you might not think it's a big detail, but it's one of those things that sticks out to fans where it's like, oh, my God, like, I understand why he went after this guy of all the people in this battle royal um, because he's the one who took out his partner. And it's just one of those things that makes sense within itself. So, yeah, totally get where you're coming from there. It's funny, too, because, like, uh, you know, like we – so you're talking about college college football. Like, I was a college wrestler. And it was. It's, it's just – it's like you get taught all the big things, right? But then, like, you get – because, it's like, the game of wrestling, like, amateur wrestling and the game of football, right? At the end of the day, it's all simple, right? Score, score more points, pin your opponent, right? But then, like, to master all those things and learn, like, the little things that are going to make those bigger things better, right? It's always hard. So, for, like, you know, when we talk about football, uh, when we're talking about breaking in and out of our cuts, we're trying to stay within our body frame. We're not trying to reach out because at that point, you know, potential injuries can happen. Plus, it slows you down way too much. And in wrestling, we're trying to stay inside of our frame, right? Like, we're looking for an ankle pick in the in the collegiate world, right? We're looking for ankle picks. We're looking for that golden that golden nugget that we can get into, and we do little setups to help get those things started. And it's those things that make the bigger pictures make it better, right? So fans can understand, like, oh, why see why he moved slightly to the left because he noticed that his opponent wants to move that same route, so he switched swept swept back to the right, pick got got his ankle pick, right? It's one of those things where it's like you learn how to work things to make things bigger and better. And in pro wrestling, we do that all the time, right? We we're you know, we're working on an elbow, right? So we pin a guy's arm kind of funny and then we stomp on it, right? Because we want to take out that person's strength and we work little bits and pieces of it to make those bigger stories make sense on how we're going to ultimately win the match. Cause that's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think sometimes I guess kind of lost on guys where like they're not trying to actively win the match, like just trying to put put on a show, I guess, for lack of a way to describe it. But still in the fans' minds, like it's two guys trying to win. Like it's not like you of course you gotta entertain them, but you also gotta (laughs) try to win the objective at hand, which is the match. So it's that's the other thing too. Like, and then you, and then you're right. You have to do it entertainingly, right? Like, you have to come up with like this. It, I, I think of pro wrestlers being like, I don't want to say it like this, like the ultimate being, right? Like, we have to be the jack of all trades. You gotta have good acting, right? You gotta know how to tell your stories. You gotta be athletic. You've gotta be able to, you know, be safe in the ring when you're, you know, you're working with your opponent. So let me ask this question to kind of caveat into everything, right? So. Smooth Tom Mitchell is a character you've like created. And who are some of the inspirations that help made Tom Mitchell? Um, so I actually got the nickname Smooth. Um, it was one of those things where at training, like a lot of my stuff was like looking like really crisp for like a trainee and um just just pr- pretty athletic for, for a guy my size, or like you do everything like just so smooth and like we just kind of look at my trainers like whoa, like I kind of, kind of like that idea, that smooth. 
Um, but as far as like actual performer goes, um, I've been a huge AJ Styles fan, like going back to his impact days. And then when he came to WWE, uh, sure, he was getting up there in age, but like you couldn't tell because maybe he wasn't doing the insane flips he was doing in 2005, but just the psychology and just how he moves and how every single movie didn't matter. Um, that always resonated with me. Um, Seth Rollins is another one um, who I, I was always a big fan of, uh, especially later in life. Um, I shouldn't say later. I guess when I wasn't a teenager instead, like when I was a kid first watching wrestling. Um, and Shelton Benjamin as well was one of those guys who I just saw was just like this athletic Marvel who like had everything going for him sort of guy. Um, so yeah, there's just always like those guys who like had that great look at were athletic, but just everything that they did just like had purpose behind it. It wasn't like some like these like high flyers, like the Jeff Hardy's and Rainbow Series. Why don't be wrong. I love them. I was like, well, why is he always going to the top rope like that? Or like, why is like, why are you always doing all these crazy flips and all these, her piranha is that like wow the guy isn't really like, even getting impacted too much from it so but like i said like sean benjamin the kid like a t-bin i was like oh that's a slam right there like that that would put you down uh so it's just stuff stuff like that man where i'm like the legitimate legitimacy behind them I, so for me like i was always growing up watching like chris jericho dean malenko ray mysterio who is my favorite wrestler of all time and then uh then you get to see people like The Rock and Sting and Stone Cold, right? So you get you get this crazy generation of those guys. And for me, it was just like being able to like take some of those pieces of those guys and like try to create my character. So like for me, like Chris Jericho is I'm I'm such a huge fan of his, right? AJ Styles, another one, right? That I love Eddie Guerrero is another person that I include. And I think about like how those guys do their thing or certain words that they say or certain ways that they say a phrase. And like, I kind of like how he says that. Right. So like when I do my promos, I always in my promos and I, I pulled this from like Japanese anime, like the whole kawaii thing. So I'm always like, kawaii, even though I know it doesn't mean bye. I know it means adorable. And that's the point is that yeah. like he's doing it at just purposely, but it's like, it's one of those things where like I've, I've been able to like, think about how like certain people will say certain things and like you just wouldn't expect someone like me to say things like that and that's why i think it's it's even better and like more it's hilarious to like think about it's entertaining is what it is so so what are your characters that are not wrestling related that's helped make tom mitchell not wrestling related um outside of the ring um i mean I always, always love like The Rock's promos. I mean, I really don't take much from The Rock, but I always just felt the way he could uh, hold a crowd. Um, he's he's a heel or was a heel when he was big, but I always loved Bo Dallas's character, um, where like he was just like such a positive guy to a fault. And I was like, if I can tune that back a little bit and just kind of make it like I don't want to say like white meat baby face, but it's just like kind of show the people that like hey you can like you can stand up to people who like are wronging you and things along that line and with the announcer gimmick um it was also like a pretty easy caveat where guys would always like push me around stuff like that so it's like i was able to tell a story like well i got bigger i got stronger and want to be like, an inspiration to like the younger kids like hey you can stand up to bullies like like those people like don't have to be big and bad and so scary like like they're human too like you 
like put in the work and like you'll you'll stand up to them like you can confront them like don't feel so like defenseless per se so that's, that's yeah that's probably the b- biggest one it's just kind of use that announcer game return wrestler stand up to people i like it all you got to do is believe yeah, absolutely man that's <laughs> I had Bo Lee's shirt in high school. So. <laughs> yeah, like that gimmick when he went from like, like in NXT, it was like a fun, lot of fun to watch. And then when he was bringing it to the main roster and he was like, all you have to do is Bo Lee. I was like, this is so annoying, but I'm here for this because like it was one of those things where it's like the crowd really like turned and was like, we're not here for this. But then like, they were just giving the energy that they they were looking for. Like they were just, boo, we don't like him. And then he was just like, come on, guys, just believe. Yeah. And like the crowd, yo, and the crowd just fed into it more. I was like, I love this is why I love pro wrestling. <laughs> exactly. Just- <laughs> and it was just like, if you watch some like the reactions he was getting like at the height of that run, it's absurd. Like it's like just how much that crowd hated him. I was like, this is fantastic. And like his whole thing is like, he's just trying to be a positive guy, <laughs> but just going about in such a wrong way. And I think that's the best kind of heels in wrestling where it's not the, Oh, I'm a big bad guy. It's the guy who thinks he's right. He just has twisted ways of going about it. So that way he can justify it in his own mind. And that, those are the characters I love as, as heels. That's why I love like Bray Wyatt. So speaking of Bo, I love Bray Wyatt because Bray Wyatt, in his mind, in his world, he thinks he's right, and he's not. Like, he's just – the way he says things and the way he talks, and it's just so cool, calm, mannered. I'm like, yo, this man has, like, a mind for the business that, like, nobody else really gets. And so, like, when he was, like, you know, the the eaters of world, Bray Wyatt, I was like, dude, this is, like, my favorite character – that I've ever seen. And then even when he came back and he was like, you know, the Firefly Funhouse and things like that, I was, I was in, like, I bought in the moment that I saw uh, the, the, the vulture like pop up. Right. I was in. And then like, he showed up and he was like, Hey boys and girls, how's it going? I was like, this is an evil Mr. Rogers. And I remember this from demolition, man. I'm all about this life right now. Yeah. Yeah, and he was just, like, so captivating. Like you said, like, he was able to, like, in his own mind, justify why he was acting that way. And he's and he was right in his opinion, but everyone else saw he was wrong. But that's that's what made him so so good, in my opinion. Well, and plus he was fantastic on the mics and just so captivating. But. I know. And, and it was, was what I loved about was that each character that he had, like, represented something that people – had said about him, right? Like Husky was obviously that they were saying that he was fat and that uh, <laughs> Ramblin' Rabbit was because he talked too much on the yeah. mic. Like everything had a place. And I was mm-hmm. like, all of this is so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he uh, his, I love his promos. And I love like, so as far as like my promo ability goes, right? I like to just think of like Ryan Reynolds, as far as like talking a story about like Deadpool. So I guess like how that guy looks up there, but um, I love telling stories and it's all because of Bray Wyatt and the way that he tells the stories. I'm like, bro, like I can't stop listening to the way this man delivers his pitches. I was like, it's just, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, because it was just the way he went about saying things. So you're you're just captivated, like like from a fan's perspective, you're just like, dude, like like this guy is like taking me like on a journey. Like, why like why is what he's saying like makes sense, but at the same time, like, no, like you're you're in the wrong for what you're saying. But like, I get why you think like that. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like especially like in wrestling, it's like sometimes it's like a little one dimensional as far as like. I'm good. I'm bad. But when you add those layers, man, like you, you find the gray and the black and white, like that's where it gets really good. And that's where you really get the fans invested in my opinion. I think, I think like people like John Cena and the rock and stone cold and like Jake, the snake Roberts, right. Chris Jericho, like they do that and they blur the line so well. Adam Cole is another person that mm-hmm. really does that well. But when you hear someone like Bray, and like he has that that rasp to him, like, well, my brothers and sisters, I just need to talk to you, Kane. You believe that this fire is your protector, but really, my man, it is not. And I'm like, bro, like I can't help but just get locked in. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> you said just, Go ahead. just the way like he goes about his words and whatnot, and, like just like. The accent, just even just the pacing of how he says stuff is like he 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 has that stuff mastered. Oh yeah. So let me ask you, man. You've been in. You said about two years, and I just kind of curious. I wanted to know, like, what's the worst bump you've taken so far? Ooh, the worst bump. Um, I took a bump. Let me let me think. I, I remember it. Like, I feel it, but I'm trying to think when it was. <laughs> I remember taking a bump at training. It wasn't even during the match. It was during training. Um, that's what it was. Yeah, it was like one of like, my first months training. We were practicing back body drops, and it was wintertime. And where I train at, like, there's no AC, so the ring gets gets hard and cold. And I just remember taking a back body drop, and I was like, oh, I'm going to need a second <laughs> after taking it. And I was like, oh, man, can we, like, like, do we have, like, a crash pad? Like, can we just, like, <laughs> just chill on this for a little bit? Because I'm going to mess myself up if I do this too long. But uh, actually, in a match bump, um, a different match against Dog Nation um, up at uh, 3WA in Quakertown, um, I took a move where um, Alan had me in, like, reverse DT, and Sage kind of got me up in, like, a power bomb. Bump itself was fine, but the way my body recoiled back up, uh, caught uh, Sage's head right, right below the belt, and I just was wincing in pain. So <laughs> bad, I was like, lay down for the three, and then just get out of there and try not to make a scene about it. But we got to the back, and they're like, "Hey, like, how, how was everything?" I was like, "Dude, my nuts <laughs> hurting." But yeah, mm, yeah, no. <laughs> Oh, I got so I love like it's funny because like for me one of my worst bumps that I took right it was it was self-imposed and it was the thing it was in practice right Mm -hmm. and and I feel like that's where all the worst bumps happen yeah (laughs) (laughs) and it was like I was so I had probably been rest I'd probably been in for like a month 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 and a half and I was like bruh and mind you where I train there is no AC and there's no heat so and we're outside and it was like 20 degrees. And I was like, bro, I want to try this Akira Tozawa bump. And like, I did that giant senton. Oh, yeah. And I didn't even land in the center of the ring. I was still like near the buckle. And I was like, 
<laughs> like you know how it hurts so bad that you can't even scream yeah that's <laughs> what it was i was just <gasps> i was like why did i choose this <laughs> Jeez, yeah especially that time of the year man <laughs> mm. yeah no yeah that's no for me <laughs> Yeah, and I should have I shouldn't have known better. And I was like, nah, let's go for it. What's the worst that's gonna happen? <laughs> Found out real quick. <laughs> right. So I'm guessing you don't use the Akira Senton. <laughs> I don't I'll be honest, man. Like if I'm on the top rope, like it's probably a moonsault. And even at that, like it's so sparingly that I go to the top rope for like anything right. that it's not, it's not even funny. Like it's funny because I've learned to do a lot of stuff like off the top rope. Like I can hit a 450 if I want to, but I'm like, I'm only busting this move out for like one special occasion and that's it. <laughs> like right. nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> totally Listen, that. Yeah, I'm like, no, it hurts so much the last time I did it. I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Yo, uh, so seeing that you've been in, I, I just want to hear, like, where you've kind of, like, what, what kind of lessons you've heard, learned. But what's one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn? Um, I would say the hardest lesson that I had to learn um, really was just, learning how to slow down the ring um i think initially starting out like i was like oh like you can do like all this cool stuff like learning all these cool moves and it's like sometimes like less is more when you're in there and sometimes when you're in the match like guy has you in a headlock not taking him back right away and pushing him off whatever the case is like use those 10 seconds because maybe that's where the commentators are getting over like oh well tom mitchell's been here and he's done this or and his opponent is looking mighty strong right now, whatever. Like it's sometimes like that's just those little moments where you might feel like you're sitting there forever, but the fans' minds you're not, and it gives a chance for the others around you to kind of absorb what's going on. Um, and I just I would say probably my, my first few months, like I mean, I'm still not perfect guy, don't get me wrong, but especially the first few months, I was really just trying to rush through this stuff, you know. I was getting told me really, like slow down, slow down and Eventually, it's one of those things that just comes with time. And like I said, I'm working out every match, uh, trying to improve on it. But, yeah, that was, that was the toughest thing for me. It was just slowing down. And also uh, trying to find out, like, character. Because uh, another thing, like, learning the rest inside of things is great. But then uh, the backstage of characters, fun and all. But there's only certain places I was backstage announcing at. And if I come out wearing like a suit at all these other places like well why is this guy wearing a suit and trying to tell that story um so yeah i'd say character work and yeah just learn how to slow down to toughest toughest hiccups i had throughout the road i'm trying to do this thing we call professional wrestling (laughs) i think that that was so like for me like the hardest thing was one was being able to slow like really talking myself and slowing myself down right and even now like i know like i could still slow down even more right there's moments where i'm like i figured it out i'm like all right cool let this moment breathe for a little bit and like listening to the crowd and seeing like how they're reacting to things uh and then the character side of things it was funny because like for the longest time i just thought that your trainer gave you like your character and then you had to like make it work and i didn't realize like how much like freedom you really have to be able to do something so for me it was like okay cool so you mean that i don't have to do 
what he's telling, I can actually just go do something else and I just I'd be okay with that. Like, cool. Think I'm gonna go try that. So like You're right. So, you know, my trainer uh is sicken, right? And he was like, uh he's like, yo, you know, I, I need you to be like the military guy because that's what you you know, you were in the military, just just easy. You can just you can run into it and be very stoic, be very, you know, be you, like be be a military guy. And I was like, bro, like I don't think you understand like military dudes. We have like dark sense of humor. We like to make fun of a lot of things that people yeah. usually wouldn't want to make fun of. So I was like, I've cracked a lot more jokes. And like, since I started really playing with the character uh, last year, I've only got more and more comfortable. So we're like, we're in the ring and like someone like, like, I don't know if you heard me or not, like at both <laughs> at voltage, but uh Mr. Grimm, not that I'm gonna pull back the curtain too much, but you guys get to hear about this. It's funny. So Grimm like does his big body slash and he just lays on top of me, right? And he's like staring at the crowd. And you just in his ear, I just go, I love you. And then that's why he backed up and he pushed me back into the buckle really quick because of that. <laughs> because like I'm like, yo, I love King. I'm just trying to do things that like would make people react. And like I just think about all the stuff that, like I would say. So like TJ Sykes is a perfect example, right? We were at a we were at a wrestling company and we were working a match and he has a rest hold on me. He's got me in a chin lock and then he bites me in the ear. And I told the ref, like, because I'm the baby face. I told the ref, like, hey, he's he's biting me in the ear. And the ref's like, no, he's not. And I was like, I feel like I'm fighting Mike Dyson. <laughs> and, like, and, and then like TJ like has to like duck really quick because he's like, oh, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> But I was like, it's now I get to that point where I'm like, yo, I'm just going to shout out like whatever comes to my mind. Like, it's just there's no filter. It's just coming right out. So even like who I am, I just cranked up to like another 100 degrees is just where it's going to be at. And so I started to play with the idea of like saying things that are just like just out of pocket that people are going to be like, what did he just say to him? Like, why did he say that? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, at the end of the day, you're entertaining. That's 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 the big thing. If you want to be entertained, facts. Uh, so hey, let's jump into this really quick, right? We're gonna jump into the best segment of the three count podcast. It is the three count podcast, ten count, ten count questions. And Mr. Mitchell, this is how it works. I'm gonna fire off ten questions at you rapid fast, and whatever your answer is, that's your answer. All right, sounds good to me. So let's put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. And in the words of Mike Goldberg, here we go. SmackDown or Raw? SmackDown. Favorite actor? Adam Sandler. Let's go. Apple or Android? Apple. Favorite movie? The Blind Side with Michael Orr. Story. Okay. Okay. Batman or Superman? Superman. Favorite cartoon? Always, always loved that NA growing up. Let's go. <laughs> I like that. Uh, <laughs> Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison? Happy Gilmore. Let's go. Favorite podcast? Favorite podcast? Uh, probably Chris Van Vliet's podcast. I listen to that a decent amount. Yeah, we love having Chris Van Vliet on our show. Yeah, go check that out. Episode 200, baby. That's nice. Right. nice. <laughs> Quick plug. <laughs> Quick plug. Uh, <laughs> Nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Hmm. Too nice, Trace Parker. 
Up and coming indie guy from SWL. I like it. I like it. And last but not least, my favorite question I ask every single person who comes on this show, favorite curse word. Favorite curse word. Love a good fuck every now and then. Of course. We do. Awesome. We always do. It's just it's the most incredible word of all time. Like I don't know why people keep flaking on it. It's the most versatile word of all time. You can say it in like an angry way, in a happy way, excited, like any emotion. You can have you can say fuck. It's fantastic. And you can say it in a way of like just not trying to demean somebody, but like to be like, hey yo, I like how that person looks. You'd be like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, dude, it's so versatile. Like, there's no other word that like it comes like all like, like any emotion you want. And like it's perfect facts so last but not least what i need you to do mr mitchell is to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you awesome well you can find me on facebook uh tom mitchell uh instagram and twitter at tom mitchell pro and yeah uh, as far as companies uh ppw up in the poconos pa um quakertown pa with triple wa SWO in York, uh, Voltage, Waynesboro, West Virginia, Maryland, all over the place nowadays. Uh, three legacies in Lancaster and more to be coming in the near future. So keep an eye out for that. That Well, there you have it. He gave you all of his handles. He told you where you can find it. And the last thing that we have to do is take this home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast with us now entering. And I'm your host, Clever Red Dog. Really. No, man, after you do out this mountain called wrestling. And like every good shepherd, it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring? You see him right there, okay? It is the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the smooth Tom Mitchell. And you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there. Or you're legitimately following us on all of our social media platforms. You're subscribed to our YouTube channel. You're even following us on Spotify. You're leaving us five-star frost flash reviews that you can do on Apple Podcasts. You're even checking us on Amazon Music because, yeah, we're there now. We're also, you can check us out uh, on ProWrestlingTees.com or ForYourWear.com. Go pick up some of our merch. You're even going to be able to go leave comments, share this with your friends, share this with your enemies, share this with your family because you know what? We will probably be one of the best Thanksgiving talking points that you can bring up there. Talk talk to them about our podcast. I'm pretty sure that would be really fun to be there. Anyway, you're doing all those things or you're really just kind of like waiting for this episode to end. You're waiting for the outro. And then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on? It is Clipper Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up that mountain called wrestling. And what we need from you guys is to kind of show some support, right? We want you guys to go to our YouTube channel at the Three Count Podcast, go on to our Twitch channel, Three Count Pod, or even our Facebook page, Three Count Podcast, and just give us a like, follow, subscribe, even give us a comment, right? Do all that cool stuff. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your enemies, right? Or you can even come talk to us and just chat us up, right? Find us on Twitter at Three Count underscore Pod. Find us on IG and on TikTok at Three Count Pod. Go ahead and leave us those comments. We want to hear from all of you guys. We're going to keep putting on videos and stuff like that. We want to keep making this content better. So we want your guys' support. Also, if you guys want to, go support us at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the 3 podcast, or even find us on ForYourWear.com. Give us the support. Show us your guys' love because we want to give it right back to y'all. So in the meantime, between time, love y'all.